Welcome to Ep- Export Audio, Episode 78, Newbie, Episode 9. Uh, I am, as always, your host, Autumn June. Um, next to me is Nora Blake. That's me. And across the ocean from me is Curly. What up? I'm across the ocean again. <laughs> Still there for some reason. Yeah. yeah. Get yeah. to paddling. <laughs> Just come over to the side of the ocean. <laughs> we have watched... Uh, Volume 7, Episode 3 of Ruby. Episode 3 of Volume 7? I don't know what the syntax there is. Chapter 3 of Volume 7. The Ace Operatives. Is it Okay, that's just what it's called? Okay. But before we get there... If you had looked at my tweet, you would know exactly what to call it. I would know that. I don't read your tweets. Nora's making a face, which doesn't really play on the podcast, but the silence does. Yeah, the silence <laughs> absolutely does. I'm getting that. I'm just get, hitting random page a few times on the Ruby wiki. You can keep going. Okay. Before we get to uh, chapter three of volume seven, I just, I had a little segment idea uh, where I'm just, I'm just springing this on you two because I had it m- while I was peeing before we started the podcast. So wait, both you and Nora say your segment ideas at the same time, and we'll see which okay. one. <laughs> yeah, Nora had an idea for a recurring segment, uh, which okay. is the reason she is hitting um, random page on the Ruby Wiki right now. Okay. Unfortunately, you can't say random page from this category that I know of. Yes. So I am just waiting until I hit a character. Nora's right, idea... Right. As she explained to me before the podcast, which I think maybe we're going to do after the episode discussion, if that's cool with you. I have found a character, and we will discuss that later. Yes. Nora (laughs) is just going to dig up C-list Ruby characters from previous seasons and ask us what we remember about them. So this is this is sort of inspired by the yes. impromptu segment we had last week. I see. Okay, yes, I'm we're going that. to continue that. Did we do that last week? We did do that last week with Team yeah, Coffee. Yeah, we, we we sat there in silence oh, for like yeah. six full minutes while you, 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 you tried to figure out who Yatsuhashi was. Would you like to say the name for the segment idea you had, dearest? Uh, character study. No, that wasn't it. Oh right, dossier it ain't so. I just made that other one up on the spot because I <laughs> didn't expect you to ask. Dossier, it ain't so. Dossier, it ain't so. Am I, am I uh, being like a, a so killjoy if I... Wait, am I being a killjoy if I suggest that the name of this segment should just be like Hoobie or Who's Hoobie? Like... Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Damn it. 
So I was on the Rooster Teeth website right mm-hmm. before we started this podcast, uh, trying to watch the episode again, and accidentally clicked over to the Ruby merch page. And I just decided we would do a Ruby merch check, just check in with what we're doing to uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. merchandise season seven. So I'm just gonna link you all to a couple highlights I I've found. I can't use the. I don't have a computer. Yes, but you're sitting next to me, and you can just look over <laughs> okay, my shoulder fine. at the merch. Okay. <laughs> I'm really only linking it for Curly. I will simply only look at the things you want to look at and not explore at my own pace or do my own learning. <laughs> Or anything. Just go. <laughs> go ahead. Show me um, shirt. Kind of inherent to the format of... of the podcast, right? Like, you know, people yeah. people do their own learning and exploration at the exact speed that we dictate for them. So Exactly. So I've just dropped a link in the chat. Um, there is a lot of normal merchandise this season. There's a lot of, like... Um, Are they going to fight? Are the two models, the two t-shirt models on this page going to fight? I think so. Oh, shit. They totally are. I didn't even... Yeah, wow. There they are. There's a lot of, like, normal stuff that's just, like, here's a Weiss t-shirt. But um, the the top of the page here, the top of the Ruby merch page, the two most prominently featured t-shirts are... uh, I'm going to link you this other one, and then I'm going to read these names, are... Ruby Yang versus Adam Sumi E t-shirt and Ruby Blake Sumi E t-shirt. Uh, I'm going to read you the description from the Blake page real quick. The Ruby Sumi E collection features art inspired by the brushstrokes of the black ink painting of Japan. Each piece is an homage to Ruby Volume Six and some of its most memorable scenes, from the pairing of Cinder and Neo to the bi- to the battle with Adam Taurus. Featuring premium fabrics, details, and finishes. These are some of our highest quality pieces yet. Um, This premium t-shirt features beautifully fluid art of Blake Belladonna taking her stand against Adam Taurus in Volume 6. Custom ruby neck taping and a faux stamp hem hem tag add elegant yet simple details to design. I just wanted to check in with what we thought of these uh, ruby t-shirts with Japanese characters on them and ask, Racist? I mean, there's a, there's a high chance, but you know, I don't know. What ill-advised, saying, so. I would, I would definitely say ill-advised. Ill-advised is exactly I, the word. I think my general policy is that if you can't read what's on your shirt, you shouldn't wear it. Yeah, you that's, know, that's basically how it'd be. Yeah, yeah. There's also I didn't see this one. I'll link you this one. We have one with Cinder and Neo hanging out here. Um, which those are great characters. Great characters. The art's good. I just the art is really good. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, I, I'm predisposed to like these shirts because I like the art style a lot. But yeah, the, the I don't know that I would get the Yang versus Adam one. Mm-hmm. I it feel... does just look like Solid Snake. Th- that's Adam... kind of what I like about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it does kind of look like Solid Snake with a lightsaber. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like you know, Raiden gave him the sword. You know, but yeah, that's the... uh, Jetstream Sam's sword. Actually. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The God. art is really good. Adam Taurus is Jetstream Sam. No, he isn't. He is way less cool than Jetstream Sam, and Jetstream <laughs> Sam is already a huge loser. <laughs> yeah, but that's why he's so great. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. But chart. Adam is Adam is not great. Adam is like no, uh, but they both have a trigger on their sheath that launches their. Oh shit! Out. You're right. They do. Does uh, I feel like Raven does as well, right? Um, no, she just has, like, one of those 48-pack of markers. <laughs> okay, yeah. The ones that come in the, like, clear plastic, you know what I mean. 
Oh, this is that jacket that the other model is wearing. I see. I want to draw attention yes. to some more specific images that you will have to go. You, the listener, will have to go to the yes. store to the actually listener, see. <laughs> this jacket we're referring to now. I've just linked another thing in the chat. Um, is the Ruby Semblance Sumi-E denim jacket. You just go to the Rooster Teeth page. All of these Sumi-E uh, shirts and jackets are pretty prominently advertised. Uh, this is a denim jacket with which on the back just says something in Japanese. Um, and on the front has a cool, like, it's yin and ship. yang, but with red well, and white. if you read the description, you'll know what it is. Uh, uh, it is... White a swirl of white and red from the premiere episode of Volume Six when Ruby whisks Weiss away from grim danger, because right. Ruby turns into like the into Vincent Valentine circa Advent Children when she uses her semblance, <laughs> and she whisks uh, Weiss out of danger in the first episode of, of Volume Six. Okay, you're just gonna pass over the thing I said. I don't know what you. In I Advent another, Children, yes, I know, I know. I just don't have another joke to build off of it. It's <laughs> not a funny thing. Okay, I wasn't asking for a joke. Just okay. I'm sorry. Anyway. I'm bad at podcasting. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but you're very cute. Oh. <laughs> wow. Sorry. <Okay. laughs> I. This is also a $100 denim jacket. In case you had any sort of. These are $40 yeah. t-shirts. I was going to say, that's the other thing, is these t-shirts are hella fucking expensive. <laughs> Granted, I did um, I did legitimately consider buying yesterday a $200 Char Asnable hoodie. So No, you considered it until you realized it was $200. But I was ready to spend $100 on a hoodie. But that's was like ready cost plus import, not cost on its own. No, I was ready to spend $100 before factoring in import prices. I was okay. ready to spend stupid money on that Char Asnable hoodie. <laughs> the, uh, to the be a new type is to look at something and understand how much it costs. <laughs> hey. hey. What were you going to say, Curly? Yeah, the model for this Blake, Blake t-shirt is uh, displaying it while wearing what looks to be like an open boiler suit. It's like rolled yes. up to his, his waist. It's a, it's <laughs> certainly a look. Also, like all these models, he seems to be standing on a slightly overcast infinite radial plane. Like I can't he's, make out yeah. what the he's ground standing, is. <laughs> he's, he's standing in the United Cities of America. <laughs> That's Death Stranding. Also, I don't know what's up with his pants situation. That's the jumpsuit. Okay, that's a it's jumpsuit. A okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I'm with it now. Can you stop fiddling with pulling the desk apart? <laughs> Maybe. Um, anyway, um, you can buy these shirts uh, in interest-free installments um, as long as you make a purchase between $100 and $1,000. So that's good. How many shirts would you need to buy to get that? Uh, well, they're forty dollar t shirts, right? uh -huh. so three. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nora covered up the price of the t shirts. Like I wouldn't just remember saying forty dollars on Anyway, this is on the merch. Okay. What else we got? Anyway, yeah, I just wanted to draw attention. Uh, is that our merch check or um sorry, what did you say? I totally just is that is there more merch that needs checking, or is this just what you wanted to bring to um, our attention? I'm tabbing through. I opened a bunch of tabs. Um, 
there's a cool hoodie here, but I don't think there's anything to say about it. I'll link it, but it's just cool. <laughs> there's a. I really wanted to draw attention to those because they yeah, were yeah. perhaps racist. Oh yes, we could do. You can get a team a shirt for each member of Ruby, um, that I believe has Japanese characters. Yeah, for in their the names. description, if you read the description of the items, they will tell you what the items are. Okay, it features <laughs> in katakana, features Weiss in katakana. Yes. Um, I'll link you these. They uh, they look nice, but also they look get, nice. Yeah, I kind of like these, but yeah. Um, it's just it's very simple. It's very simple. It's, it's just, just like a quick sketch of the character. No, it's a very simple rule. Oh, to just don't wear shirts you can't read. Uh huh. And don't wear shirts that use like other languages as an aesthetic flourish. Yes, yep, it's a very simple thing. Which then brings us into these last oh, oh. two. Oh, not these are not the last things I'm going to link to. Oh, this is very um, good though. I like this. These are very cute. We have Ruby Kawaii women's floral print dress and Ruby Kawaii women's floral print zip up hoodie. Um, I love these. I might actually get these. One of these anyway. Uh, either the hoodie or the. Uh, I'm a fan dress. of these. Uh. How are we feeling about calling these Ruby Kawaii Hoodie and Ruby Kawaii? Ruby has a spin-off series called Ruby Chibi. That's fair. I guess I'm just having a moment where I'm really reckoning with the way that here's, Ruby fetishizes Japanese culture. Here's the thing. Now it's made, as, I, as far as I know, by white people. It mm -hmm. was not always. Yes, that's true. Montium is... So there's a weird, complicated, like, yeah. foundation there. I it's don't know. Also, it's also found surprising and uproarious popularity in Japan, as far as I can tell. Like, that's uh, true, too. That's why it's in Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, is because it is massive in Japan, and they were not expecting it to be. Yeah, oh. and for all I know, like, Japanese designers were working on these, like... Of course, there were there's no there are no credits in the description to let us know who worked on these. Yeah, uh, but anyway, like Sumi E, I believe is a designer or brand, but I don't know. I don't. I'm not familiar with Sumi E, other than I have seen that name on some other merchandise website. So we have another thing to talk about. Do we? Yes. I want to link one last thing then, um, which we're also just going to bump into. Uh, is this Ruby merch racist? Um, we have a Maria Calavera tarot card t-shirt um, that's really harping in on like um, Day of the Dead imagery, which I've never felt amazing about um, in regards to that character. I've always felt like it's kind of appropriative. Um, I don't know that I have much to say about it. I'm just... Mm -hmm. I'm looking at this merch and feeling it looks odd about it. She's here's the she's doing the reaper pose. She is doing the reaper pose on this shirt. <laughs> um, but with her sides. But we need to talk about emeralds. Yes, we do. Oh god, we do. <laughs> Have you seen Doctor Sleep, Curly? I haven't, but I have spoken to someone who had more details about the role that. That, that a certain Ruby character plays in its plot. <laughs> so we have seen uh, the okay. film Doctor Sleep. We will be oh, talking God, about it more in me. depth. Oh, sorry. So no, you go ahead, please. 
We're we're going to talk now, Nora. Okay. We're going to be talking about Cower Hour. Nope. <laughs> we're going to be talking about Doctor Sleep more in depth on Cower Hour, but we yes. just wanted to do. So I'm pretty sure that Rooster Teeth paid for product placement in the film Doctor Sleep. <clears throat> yeah, that is a that is a brand alliance thing. Like yes, I thought for a moment before I saw the movie that maybe it would just be like, oh, they wanted to dress up this character's room, and so if you squint your eyes, you're going to see this emerald figure, and you're, if you squint your eyes, you're going to see a ruby poster. Prominence is absolutely true. undue. Like, there's a lot. Yes. <laughs> you can very clearly see the ruby logo, the characters, like, that whole shot will be kind of blurry in the background, except for the poster will be, like, clear enough that you can see it. Because it is the trailer shot of the four columns with the four characters is very prominent it's it's good also that emerald figure looks pretty cute that emerald i would get that emerald figure i don't know that emerald is necessarily my favorite character she's neat yeah i haven't seen her in a while wonder what she's up to didn't we see her last episode no no who am i thinking of Tyrion. yeah i am thinking of Tyrion. (laughs) easy to mistake them i know (laughs) very similar characters Anyway. I said, no, I was reading that Ruby manga and Emerald made an appearance. Mm-hmm. That's what the I was Yuri. thinking of. Were, she made I an appearance re- in the Yuri. She made an appearance in the Yuri. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an episode title. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just, I, it was fun to see the Ruby stuff in the Doctor Sleep because it is like... I, the phrase that was given to us was plot relevant, and that's kind of true. Yeah. It's not like Ruby, Weiss, Blake, and Yang don't show up and do plot things. That's not a thing that would ever happen. <laughs> I know, I know. But the but, fact that the merch exists is a tangible like thing in the plot. So. Yes, yes. Because Anyway, Doctor Sleep's real good. You should watch it. Uh, and you can listen to us talk more about it on Cower Hour, also available at exportodd.io. Not yet, though, because we haven't recorded that yet. It's just right. in the future there will be... But people know that there's an episode coming. Yes. You just made it sound like there was already an episode out. Sorry. I'm, if we get it recorded in time, I'm going to paste it at the end of our Pontypool episode on December 3rd, I think. Okay. Something like that. Second. Okay. Maybe second. It's the Monday one. Uh, it's not, it'll be at the end of our Krampus episode two weeks after that. Okay. Um, so yeah. So okay, are, you, are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? So I'm ready. Those t-shirts that we saw with the slightly uncomfortable Japanese characters on them, but the pastel colors and the pictures of the, the, uh, the, you know, the main characters on them show the characters in their new volume seven designs, which we get to see for the first time seriously in this episode. Bam. Segue. Let's talk about. Oh the my design. god! Oh shit! That was such a good segue. Holy shit! This was the segue <laughs> I was waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm typing. She made an appearance in the Yuri uh, into the chat, so I don't forget it. And then, Nora, do you want to give us like a three sentence summary of? Let me open a new tab and get a hold of that because I did use my. Tab on Ruby to to go look at a character who I did just see and don't remember who that <laughs> character is. Genuinely, do not recognize the character that you've pulled up. So, 
this who's who be later will be an experience. Now that is spelled normal letters who's like who is, and then who be is capital all capitals W H O B Y, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah, I think so. I'm wondering if we want to like strip the vowel from that, or is that yeah, too W W B Y? Like W H B Y. We'll we'll workshop it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could just do the one I said. <laughs> Because I'm cool and smart. You so, are so cool and smart, and everybody loves you. Stop stroking me while you do that. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 3 of Volume 7 is titled Ace Operatives. It is 17 minutes and 33 seconds long, and it premiered on November 16th, 2019. Ruby and Junior receive upgrades to their weapons and outfits. Yang reveals her uncertainties about lying to Ironwood, but the other members of Ruby assure her that they will tell them the truth when the time is right. Ruby gives the relic to Oscar for safekeeping an atlas, while Ruby Jr. and the Aesops go on a mission to clear a launch site for the tower. They pursue and kill a powerful geist through abandoned dust mines, while Ruby learns about the Aesops' weapons, semblances, and team strategies. Meanwhile, Tyrion kills our boy from episode one, the protester who was in the cop car. So fucking upset about that. Yep. I actually was hoping for a little more of that character, and nope. <laughs> do I do? Yeah. We'll Unstated in this uh, summary is uh, this episode is really gay. There's this a lot of gay in this episode. Fucking gay. It's somehow even gayer than the last episode, which I thought was pretty gay. Um. So you have a list. I have a list on your phone. On my phone. And I saw you write. You did earlier. see me write this, <laughs> and that you have clearly forgotten about until this moment. <laughs> yes. Um. I only wrote four things on the. I only wrote four things on the list. Do you want me to just go through my list and read them, or do we? It's your segment, baby. Okay. Um, the first, because I was gonna just write a list of scenes. There aren't a lot of scenes in this episode. This episode this, is. This episode had vastly more scenes than the last one. Yes. Yes. But this scene, this episode is less. The last episode, I think, set up a lot of the plot of this season. This yes. episode is, we have new designs, uh, we have new characters, we're just going to kind of show everyone off. We're just going to... We're going to show each character using the new thing their weapon does. We're going to, like, give you a moment of these two characters talking and just give you, like, a cute little conversation for 30 seconds and then move on. Um, it's a good episode. Mm -hmm. It is a good episode. So I started by writing a plot summary on my phone and then I stopped because it didn't seem necessary because your three sentence summary kind of hit the whole thing. Yeah, thank <laughs> you to whoever is keeping up with the Ruby wiki for, or the, the Ruby. You keep picking at that thing on the desk and it's just going to pick up on the microphone. I'm sorry. It is definitely picking <laughs> up on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Whoever's keeping up with the like um writing these summaries on Wikipedia. List of Ruby episodes wiki, which as you can see, the difference between uh chapter one, like like volume one, I'm, volume one, yes, the first season, a lot of these uh episodes are four minutes long, seven minutes long, six minutes long. We've got like two or three sentences. Not a whole lot happening back there. Versus volume seven, 17 minutes long. And still not a whole lot happening, but like way more. Way more. Way more. Not as long as some of those uh, Digimon Tamer summaries you've read, for sure. Uh, volume <laughs> 7 has the most text in these summaries of any volume so far. Okay. 
between the difference between volume one and volume seven is it's kind of impossible to even like reconcile the two shows. It's a real me. TV like, show now. Volume okay. volume one, like you get whole episodes where you know Jean walks onto the camera, it walks like center frame, falls over, someone laughs, and then the episode fucking ends, and it's like two minutes yeah. of credits. <laughs> What's his name? Vomit Boy. <laughs> That would be an excellent character for Who's Hooby because I can picture Vomit Boy in my head, but cannot tell you anything about well, his them. name is Jean. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking of I was thinking of someone else on Team Cardinal, apparently. Well, Jean, I think is the only character could, to canonically puke in Ruby. Okay, well, <laughs> that's like part of the sentence. Cardinal <laughs> puked. I should just watch Volume One, Two, and Three again. Maybe you can maybe. get that done in an afternoon. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, anyway, do we... Let's start by just talking about each gay moment in the episode. How does that sound? Do you want to start with the MLMs or the Woolawas? Uh, I think, time-wise, the Woolawas are first. Okay. So, oh, that is correct. I have a list. Uh, great. Do you? Let's go down your list because I might. I'm worried I'll forget something because there's a lot of homosexual content in this episode. Well, I feel like so. uh, you know, there's a decent chance I will also have forgotten something. So I think as long as we keep each other honest, that's fine. Yes. Uh, yes. So cr chrono chronologically, in order of gay events in this episode, first I have shortly after uh, Blake lands from the the transport ship. She looks at like someone like. You've got cool new phones, and they're like, "Yeah, cool. We've got new phones." I noticed that health bars are back. By the way, we haven't seen those. Since health bars period. are back. Health oh, bars yeah. are. Back, I didn't notice that cool. till the second time I watched the episode. <laughs> so, uh, but then Blake. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just remembering. Uh, they have lost their old phones through a lot of things, like just dropping them or throwing them angrily on the ground in grief yeah. or. All sorts of things. I hope that Jean has like backed up all of his stuff so that he still has that training video. Of yeah, the video. Yeah, that's a, a, will linger in my mind forever because I want that to come back. Yeah, I'm sure it will. I'm certain. <clears throat> it will. But um, <clears throat> so yeah, Blake notices that health bars are back as I did, and then you get uh, what's it? You get like a you get like a full shot of Blake's new look, and Yang is like. Just staring. <laughs> yep, yep. And then we do like the comedy anime. Like, there's no like frames between her two different poses. She's like, ah, 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 ee, ah. Uh, yeah. And she's like, I just was looking at your new hair. I, I, I like the hair. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> well, that's not what she says, but but that's more or less like that's the tone. Well, no, the, the, I feel like the, actually the difference is fairly important, right? She says that she's still not used to the new hair, to it, from which mm -hmm. Blake recoils, and she says, is it bad? And Yang's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the the Aesops are just watching, because these are, to be uh, to be clear, we are now in a show where the there are adults around. Yes. There are, like, actual grown-ass adults. They do immediately also undermine Also doing that. cool shit. They do immediately undermine that because he says, oh, I didn't sign up to do any babysitting. And then they say, well, we'll babysit you. And he's like, oh. fucking rip, dude. <laughs> Look, every team has a bottom. <laughs> Damn. And, and the Aesop's bottom is Captain Boomerang. 
That's a boomerang. <laughs> By the way, gonna talk about the boomerang now. The boomerang fucking owns. The boomerang it's kicks so cool. ass. <laughs> so it's a bo- it's a giant boomerang, like a Breath of the Wild fucking giant ass two-handed boomerang that you have to yeet with both hands. But it also folds it's up so into an assault good. rifle. Because this is Ruby and everything folds up into an assault rifle. <laughs> Some things sn- fold up into sniper rifles. Some things fold true. up into shotguns. That is true. Um, as long as we're talking about gay things, I this might have already happened chronologically, and it's something I just I just thought of, so I don't want to lose it, and I'm gonna talk about it now. Um, Nora's redesign, we have not talked about it yet. They have just very explicitly made Nora trans pride colors in the new season, which I am fully in support of. <laughs> it feels in a world with like so much um Sylveon is trans fan art, it feels like you have to know what you're doing if you're putting Nora in trans pride colors on her uniform. So I'm I don't expect anything from Rooster Teeth, but I do feel like they have to know that fans will react a certain way to this new uniform, and I, I am excited about this. I like it. I like it. I think it looks good. It does look good. And it, it supports my head cannons, so it's good. <laughs> um, also, color is just a very important thing in Ruby. Right. Oh, yeah. Totally. Have, like, their culture, they name their children after colors because of the, the big war that their parents fought. I forgot that they named their kids after colors because of the war. They wanted to bring color back to the world after the war. I totally forgot that. Do y'all not care about the lore? No, it's I difficult didn't. to care about. It's difficult to care about the lore when they change it so much. That just like, that's extra lore to life. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Sleep 2019. That just means there's extra lore to life. <laughs> um. So, uh, next on our um, next on our gay moments, I think is um. Crow talking to the hunky guy whose name I didn't get. Uh, his name... <clears throat> I had it, but I, I've lost it. Charming <laughs> Irishman. The charming, charming Irishman, by the way, whose weapon is a fucking fishing rod. Fucking good as shit. I fucking love Pete the Cat. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so the Aesops are based on Aesop's fables. No. Well, I was going to tell you which ones. Okay. Uh, Clover, which is the uh, fisherman. Okay. He's based on a fisherman's good luck. Elm and Vine, which are the, the one with the feet and the one with the arms, oh, yeah, are based okay. on the elm and the vine. Harriet is based on the hair from the tortoise and the hare. Oh, I feel <clears> dumb <throat> for not getting that earlier. And the marrow <laughs> is based on the dog and its reflection, which I don't know what that is. No. Probably Tortoise of the Hare is the only Aesop fable I know. No, there are others you just don't know are Aesops. Or, like, just don't remember the name of. Okay. Um, like, Darth Plagueis the Wise. Um, I hadn't heard that one. <laughs> it's, it's not a fable the Jedi would tell you. Um, do you two want to talk while I go fix the dog? Yeah, and also I'm going to just the notification that you sent me. 
Okay, I have given you a notification. Uh, I'm just going to trust you with that. You can read it on the podcast if you like, or not. Is the dog broken? I hope the dog is okay. Yeah, the dog's broken. She barked. Oh. We're going to go fix her. Okay. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, Crow is being gay with... Fuck, what's the fisherman's name? Clover. Clover, that's it. That's a bit on the nose, but okay. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> so Clover's semblance is good luck. Yes. And now he's partnered up with Crow, whose semblance is bad luck. It's and pretty just, good. <laughs> and just like if you mix Dayquil and Nyquil to get Quill, yeah, yeah. Their, their combined semblance is just luck. <laughs> Crover. Crover. Ooh. That famous uh, Sesame Street character. <laughs> <laughs> it's very appropriate that Crow meets Clover in this season. Um, because it's season seven, the lucky number. And also because he has a new voice actor. <laughs> <laughs> season 13, Crow's bad luck, he finally dies. <laughs> He's he's going to die. I don't think he's going to die. You think Clover's going to die and he's going to be sad about it? I think the show that would be knows a enough bit too to much. I think. I think the show knows enough to not um give someone <laughs> a gay ship and then immediately kill them. I, I think, think they're you're at least completely that's wrong part. about that. I think I think <laughs> that is the opposite of the truth. <laughs> yeah. I have too much faith in, faith in Rooster Teeth sometimes. Oh, where did you get it from? Where can I, I don't get some? know. Yeah, they <laughs> always betray me. They killed Roman. Yeah, well, right after giving you like Roman Ironwood as a ship. Roman Ironwood was a ship. I'm thinking about it right now, and it could be. I I need to watch <laughs> Old Ruby apparently because I've forgotten. Because he locks him up, and it's all like okay. Fun. They did have the the requisite one conversation to be to be shippable. You can't. You Look, can't, Ironwood threatens him, and it's you can't make me think the words Ironwood puts Roman in a chastity cage. You can't do that. Oh, if we're gonna just say that, then I can talk about how you texted me during this episode to talk about how Jean likes Joi. <laughs> <laughs> Shut off instructions. <laughs> Are you I'm happy? Sorry. Are you happy? <laughs> Are you happy with what you've done to this podcast? No. This is definitely a group effort. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I feel responsible because I I texted Zen uh John likes jerk John likes jerk off instruction hoping that I could get that energy out and not put it into the podcast and I should have known that by doing so I really just like put a bomb under the table and was waiting for it to go off. Yeah. Just because he has a training video from Pira in terms of fighting doesn't mean I, listen, that was the. There's no basis for this bad there's joke. There's no basis for any of our jokes. <laughs> Why do you think the people come here? <laughs> um. So yeah, we were talking about Crover. Yes. Uh, it's good. It's good. Um, it's good. I have a good screenshot that I should post of. Um, 
Oh, more images. Excellent. Ruby's <laughs> <laughs> a very visual show. I don't. Podcasts are a visual medium. Um, of like one guy flirts with Crow one time, and uh, Crow just like has his whole world like he just looks <laughs> yeah it's so good <laughs> it just like fucks up his entire day <laughs> you nora you saw this screenshot and we're like hello darkness my old friend <laughs> it does zoom in on him as he's like all pensive yeah he's just yeah. like oh what the fuck what is, what is this thing i'm feeling about it's almost like i've been so over the top flirty with women because i didn't want to confront <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, um, you gotta understand as well. If you're crow right now, like this is the second time in as many days that someone has like that that a guy has been like very flirty with you, and like you saw his face while he was being hugged by Ironwood as well. He was like, "What's going on? <laughs> do, do I have a type? What's going on with me? I don't think that Ironwood and Clover are very similar, though. They're I don't know. I think if Ironwood shaved, you might reconsider that opinion." I think if That's Ironwood fair. were five years younger, you'd reconsider that opinion. Uh, or just less tired. Or just less yeah, tired. Exactly. Yeah. He's aged five years in the time since we've seen him. Because Crow is the tired one. Yeah. In the, the pairing, like, Crow is, like, the tired, grumpy one. He needs the chipper and, like, <laughs> clean-shaven, <laughs> like, that kind of kind, That kind yeah. of hunk. Yeah. <clears throat> um... Maybe he gets married to Ironwood and just sees uh, Clover on the side. Maybe that's maybe the other way around. Okay, like Clover's the guy you marry. I just feel like Crow would marry for money. <laughs> I mean, they're both rich, right? Like, are they? Clover's the leader of the most elite team of huntsmen in Atlas. Uh, yes, right, but yeah. there's rich and then there's wealthy. I think Ironwood is wealthy. Okay, Ironwood is yeah. also married to the job. That's true. Clover, you could probably knock boots with. <laughs> what? What? I was just funny. <laughs> There's not. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at the joke you made. Um. That's where we're at. Nora makes a joke, and people are and is like surprised when people actually laugh at it. Like, what's going on? <laughs> She's making a face. If you crash the victory Gundam, is that also knocking boots? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only person who's going to laugh at that joke. Yeah, Somebody will. Joke. <laughs> there are at least two other people who, if they listen to this episode, will nod sagely and go, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is exactly what you want from a joke that you tell. Nobody to laugh and for precisely two people to nod sagely. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I always the. The, the why are you always getting owned? Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm earnestly agreeing with you. You are <laughs> dunking on yourself by as saying... someone who tells jokes on the internet. That is exactly what I want from my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we all have to spread wisdom in our own way. Oh, um... you know, about things like JOI and so. Like, <laughs> so I was just gonna ask if dust is a J.O. Crystal. Oof. If that's if that's where the magic comes from, but we can <clears throat> we can just ruminate on that for the rest we of the just, episode. Autumn has picked we... up the fiddly bit again. <laughs> <laughs> I need to stim while I record podcasts. You know this. I, I, I also do this.
Um, anyway, more gay things is uh, Ruby uh, talking to Harriet, uh, the cool older lesbian, um, who she's definitely going to get a crush on that's never going to go anywhere. You are... You are extrapolating wildly here, but I just, okay, I was I just not think, prepared for this path. I just think Harriet winks at her, and I think Ruby just thinks about getting winked at for the next week. That's all. That's all I think there is to it. No, okay, not every bunny girl uh -huh. or bunny-themed girl is a trans lesbian. No. Just I, most of them. Mm, I'm gonna need some, I, I'm gonna need some evidence for that. <laughs> I didn't say that. Um... What I said was that she looked at the cool older lesbian who winks at her, mm -hmm. and she just she just thinks about that for the rest of the week sure. um, until Weiss like steadies her with a finger. Yes. <laughs> um, speaking of, I was reading the Weiss Yuri, uh, and there is a bit where in that manga where Ruby says, "Hey BFF," and Weiss says, "We're not BFFs," and then just like. The next eight panels are like Weiss going about her day and just thinking the word BFF. And then the final <laughs> panel is her waking up in the middle of the night and like thinking about being BFFs. Waking totally sweating from also, a nightmare about being a BFF, yeah. Very and then also Ruby is in her bed. Also Ruby is <laughs> in her bed because she's like, Weiss, why are you waking up screaming? <laughs> Um, so a side point about this, I wasn't expecting you to talk about this, so I'm glad because it gives me a chance to talk about one of my other points, which is that, uh, so this character, Harriet, right? Mm -hmm. Does she, to you, seem like, uh, the character designers, like, they liked volume six, so they really liked it, and they felt like they had really wasted Tracer on a flashback scene? Yes. So they, just, they just, they just put her in the show. The, the, they the exact fucking same. They have promoted Tracer to main cast. <laughs> um, Despite her being like from, you know, the past when Calavera was young. They're just like, no, nah, she's just in the show now. Don't worry about it. Yeah, also, she's good. We like her. We love her. We love Harriet. I thought for a moment uh, where she's like winking at Ruby and being like, I'm just a little faster than you. I thought like, you bitch. And then it was like, <laughs> the scene where they come back around to it and like, she, I realized, oh no, she's just like, she is just legitimately older and cooler than Ruby and is just teasing her. Mm -hmm. Probably her semblance is faster because she has had more time to work on her semblance. And that's all she's also, saying. Also, it's faster in a different way. Yeah. Because yeah, Harriet has mom's dead parkour, but uh, Ruby has mom's dead life. <laughs> <laughs> You're really proud of that one, aren't you? <laughs> You're really just patting yourself on the back. For mom's dead flight. <laughs> I don't get to say mom's dead parkour very often. So. <laughs> I actually realized after like mid joke that that mom's uh -huh, dead. Yeah. Uh -huh, so yeah. <clears throat> didn't plan that one. Um <laughs> anyway, they're just faster in different ways. Ruby's has extra bonuses. Yeah. Um also Harriet has cyber arms. That's cool. Yeah, cyber she arms are cool. Cyber? I like cyber. I yeah, she has what? robot arms. It gets, it gets a lot of visual real estate in that episode. <laughs> I'm Bimbo. Yes. <laughs> she does the big Shoryuken with lightning and it's her robot arms. She yeah. does do the big lightning Shoryuken with her robot arms. I remember now. Have we talked about how cool it is? <clears throat> uh, so the, the early part of the episode as they're walking through the mines, um, is a lot of 
Ranger and Ruby um, beating up Grimm, being cool, being the like cool fighting kids that we know him to be. And then the last part of the episode is this Geist shows up that would probably be like pretty tough for the combined powers of Ruby and Ranger. Because because they they started volume four fighting one of these and yeah. they took it down. Mm -hmm. um, but this one has dust in its body and right. they don't want to damage it because it'll blow up the site and it'll damage the site and make it uh, harder for them to launch the tower. Right. And also yes. kill them all. And also kill them all. Also, the, uh, why is that always second with you? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it would probably be like, they could probably take it down, but it would probably be like a really intense fight. It was a whole team effort. It was a seven person effort. Yeah. Uh, the Aesops show up and make pretty short work of it. And yeah. I was reminded like, oh, right. These kids were in school like six months ago. Like they are children. <clears throat> we have seen them be very competent and cool for the last few seasons. But it is nice to be reminded that there are other much cooler people out there in the world than these kids. Um, so like, there, there is that, but also like, I wow. guess it's worth remembering that, you know, this is an anime, so the capacity of these kids to do awesome yeah. fights like is massively dependent on exactly what is needed to be done. Like it, it shows, it definitely shows that there are other people out there who are you know at that level, I guess. But you know, I, w I wouldn't be surprised if we see the main characters do something similar or cooler over the course oh, of this yeah. season. Yeah, I bet like the last episode of this season is them like. I could easily see it being like them fighting a double sized geist and like taking it down. Like it, it's anime, like their powers will just fluctuate to what's like plot convenient. It was yeah, just a nice right. reminder that like, yeah, yeah. as much as we've seen them do they they still have like so much room to grow into their powers. Mm. Um, I'm really in excited to see the Bordeaux of Ruby. Oh, <laughs> Because at, at some point they're going to like do a time skip. They're all going to be adults and they'll have kids together and they'll be like the cool, they'll be like the winter and the crow and the, the ironwood for a new team. I would really love if they did the board. I, I have not seen Boruto to be clear. I have only seen a video of a bearded man describing Boruto <laughs> in terms of college football. This show is so online. It hurts. Like, <laughs> I've seen one fight scene from Boruto that Boruto wasn't in. So I do love the idea of like the Ru Ruby Shippuden or whatever the fuck where um, like Ruby's kid shows up and like like Team Ruby is really rad and then they're just fuck ups that like they just have to like <laughs> support <laughs> <laughs> um, and by the end of the show, they're not miserable fuck-ups, but I do really like that premise and want to see it in this universe. Ruby and Wise has moms would be very powerful good. energy. Yeah. Well, they have it set up perfectly so that the new team of four people, mm -hmm. Ruby and Wise's kid, Yang and Blake's kid, Nora and Lyren's kid. Oh. And John's John, who is still a baby. <laughs> John, John has been de-aged. <laughs> John's like, I never got my G. Uh, or like Oscar has a kid. Oh yeah. Um, but like, they have... like... sorry, you go ahead. Hmm. I, I said, go ahead, please. I was going to say something stupid. 
I just was saying they have enough pairings to like they could make a new generation team. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Curly? I was gonna say that even for a podcast that you know frequently gets ahead of ourselves, we've managed to get ten plus years ahead of ourselves now. We so, have. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> we've talked about the the Boruto of Ruby before. I'm pretty sure. I I definitely think Probably. we have talked about the Boruto of Ruby. I def- maybe it was last season, but we definitely. I'm de- I'm convinced I think that there have. will be a time skip at some point because uh, like, yeah. the, I yeah. just didn't know what the premise of Boruto was before until this nice Southern man explained <clears throat> it to me. So now I'm glad that I have additional <laughs> things to contribute to the Boruto of Ruby idea. Um. What else is in this episode? We've talked about all the gay stuff. Oh, you missed one. Did I? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do tell. The, you get a, a. I mean, it's a. It's a. It's a. It's a sort of a, a reprise of uh, last episode. But uh, after they defeat the dust golem, uh, you know, everyone's everyone's happy. Crows like having a. This isn't the thing I'm talking about, but you know, crows having a nice banter with Clover. You know, everyone's everyone's high fiving for what a great job they did. Ruby gets a, a smiling sideways glance for the, the cool stuff she did. But then, as it sort of pans over the whole cave, and you see everyone who's jubilant, uh, Ruby is being carried around by the the big lady. Mm-hmm. She is being carried. I saw that the second time I watched, and I noticed. Um, how funny it is that um, Nora and Yang have like Mass Effect dance animations in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and I registered that Ruby was being carried. I did not register that um, Big Lady is carrying Ruby. I do love that. I do love. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I found that especially funny because in the last episode, uh, Big Lady, do we have, do we know what her name is? I keep saying big lady. You had, you had their names up. A yeah, second that's um, Vine. No, no, Vine is Arms. So not Elm. 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 Right. So <clears throat> in the second, in the previous episode, Elm is like embarrassed and overexcited, and and goes to shake Ruby's hand so much that it, it shakes her up and down. Right. Whereas in this episode, picking her up and carrying her around is just a, a celebration in and of itself. Like, uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Do that to me. Do that to me. <laughs> um, but it's time. What's the time for? Dossier, it ain't so. Oh, do we want to okay. go? There is one last thing in this episode. Uh, Tyrion killing that protester. Anything to say there? I don't have anything, really. I feel like that, I still... My gut tells me that character was still a joke, so like I don't have any strong feelings about it. I think it is just a quick reminder that there is this B plot going on. You're not going to. Yeah, yeah. And also, we assume that he's dead, but we don't. I guess we don't know. There could be MC juice in that tale. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tyrion's eyes. Do I just double. registered. I just registered what you meant by Master Chief juice. Uh huh. Um, Master Chief juice. <laughs> Tyrion's eyes change color from Yang to Blake. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but. But yeah, that's just, that scene is very quick. I, uh, and there's not a lot there. Yeah, I, I I did not register that we were done talking about this episode. I thought we were just talking about the, the gay okay. line of this episode because a bunch of other stuff happened in this episode. Uh, yes, the, the gay please. stuff was a big part of it, but there was the gay stuff. St- I mean, if you want to do, do this have? segment now and continue talking about the episode afterwards, I don't mind about that. But I guess no, I think no, ahead, I think dossier ain't after the episode. Who's okay, who? So 
<laughs> who's Hoobie? Yes. Uh, so funny things I, I, I wrote down while I was watching this episode, uh, when they're all getting their new looks, uh, like everyone is sort of, you know, Blake like looks at her hair and thinks pensively. Uh, mm -hmm. so Ruby opens a box on her bed and it picks out of it a new red hood. And we get to see a reaction shot of her being like, fuck yeah, a new red hood <laughs> while she is wearing a red hood. Uh -huh. it, has, yeah. it has like huge energy of that uh, like uh, apocryphal story. Maybe it's apocryphal, I don't know, story about Albert Einstein, how he just had a bunch of the same outfit to wear every day. So he always looked the same. And it's like mentioned in uh, The Fly and stuff, just like, yeah, know, being fucking psyched to get another copy of the exact clothes <laughs> that you're wearing. Look, she's just a Jason Todd stan. <laughs> um, a lot. I also, I we totally didn't talk about this yet. I love the just like big, like they all do halo jumps out of the helicopter. Um, <laughs> Remnant's first halo jump. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we just get to watch everybody do cool in cool entrances that show off their new costumes. It's good mm -hmm. shit. It's good shit. Yang has common shades. Uh, Yang does sure have do. common shades. And Blake has zippers on her thighs. Just uh -huh. for uh Yeah, she has side zippers on her thighs. Just yeah, for Yang yeah. and Blake have both <clears throat> gone full Tetsuya Nomura. So has yeah. Nora. Yeah, Yang's um, Yang's trouser has like a sort of sort of like three inch gap. For, well it for has a collar be. because because one one side is the collar is popped and one side the collar is not popped. Right, I see. Uh-huh. Um like Blake has Blake has a belt now that is serving no purpose. It is not like tight. It is just there to be a cool belt. I think oh, Weiss yeah. also has some belts that are not serving any purpose. Also, while we're talking about new designs, we need to talk about Gamble Shroud. Yeah, Gamble Shroud. <laughs> I saw this. Yeah. I noticed this. Gamble Shroud? <laughs> uh, because it's been Kintsugi'd. Are you don't speaking get, don't English? Get, don't still? get that one. Don't get that I mean, one. No. <laughs> Kintsugi is the like art form where you take broken pottery and repair it ah, by putting okay. molten gold into the cracks. Oh. And that is what they did with Gamble Shroud. To Blake's weapon, which I yes. definitely knew the name of. I've been complaining about it every week because it's a bad yeah. weapon design and you Wrong just again. <laughs> didn't know what I was talking about? No. Never knew. Okay. Good improv. <laughs> uh, but much like Yang has come into uh, Blake's heart and helped fortify her to face her traumas, so too has the gold uh, reforged the Gamble Shroud's blade that was broken by Adam. The burning gold. Yeah. Good shit. It's cool. Good shit. It's good I was kind of hoping that she would just have a new weapon now, but I guess that changed the iconic <laughs> weapon design. I have, I have never also, liked this weapon you know, nearly as much as the other on Team Rubies. You, you just so many bad opinions about Gamble Shroud. No, her, her <laughs> semblance is the coolest semblance. Her weapon, I've never visually never quite understood, except for when it's a whip. When it's a whip, I think that kicks ass. It How many times? It's a sword with a whip with a sword with a gun. That's just numerically <laughs> a very cool weapon. <laughs> it's, it's okay. You know, It's growing on me now that they're like, doing cooler things with it than they oh, used yeah. to. But 
Yeah. My fa- one of my favorite images is Blake pointing the gun at the camera about to cry. And I, I, I like using that online. <laughs> <laughs> um, trying to think of what else in, we could talk about the Osborne scene, but it's like, yeah, no, Ospin, I was trying Ospin. to think about what I about with the dramatic entrances. What, Let's go around the table. What's everybody's favorite entrance, Curly? I mean, uh, mine's mine's pretty obvious, right? Like, I, I, I'm still Yang. after after all this time a huge sucker for when you know Yang goes flying in a direction and reaches a definitely lethal speed and just cancels all of the momentum by shooting at the ground and stands on the floor and is like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's frame perfect. Exactly, it's it's fucking cool and it remains fucking cool. Uh, I like skating down the sword. Skating down the sword yes, is good. That, that is really cool. That has like bayonetta energy to it. I'm a big fan of Ruby standing on her scythe and just like, <laughs> yeah, dog broke. Dog's um, broken just again. Pogo, pogo sticking down and through the yeah. sky. Yeah, it's good shit. It's good, good shit. <clears throat> I'm about it. But also, uh, John going full Breath of the Wild with his <laughs> yeah, shield. Yeah, that, yeah. That, was cool. that was good. Uh, also, Jean has the red sash that is like purest colors. Uh, Lyren has the pink arm thing mm-hmm. that is uh, like Nora's colors. Yeah, that's cool. That's oh, as far as heterosexual content goes, we also have Nora like clearly fishing for compliments from Lyren, and Lyren just being too himbo to like. I mean, I have always <laughs> thought of uh, Lyren as non-binary, so. You're I valid. would consider that gay. You're valid. I it is heterosexual by the standards of Ruby. Let's go with that. Sure. Um. <laughs> oh, I lied earlier about there only being one queer character. There are those two lesbian moms in season. Yes. Six. Right. But much was made of that at the time by us. Um, <laughs> I don't think you said there's only one queer character I did on Mike. I did. Oh, I thought you said that in the conversation we were having before. Recorded. No, because I mentioned Ilya. Who is bisexual? Right. Oh, that was that was yeah that I was think? last week. That was last week in last week's. No, it was whenever. It was, it was when also we were today. on the couch episode. <laughs> anyway, um, rest in peace, Ilya. Um, too gay to live. Not gonna be a character anymore. Yeah. As Ruby, as Ruby goes. Um. What was I gonna say? What was I gonna say? Mm, what you say? Pogo stick. <laughs> Sword, sword surf. Right. We just have. Oh, yes, yes. Nora clearly fishing for compliments. Lyren being too himbo to like give her the compliments. She, so like, I don't know. I, every time this happens, my read on it is that he just doesn't do that in public. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. Either that or yeah. he's like not interested, like in that. But he's definitely, he's definitely interested after volume four, in my opinion. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. They hold hands. Yeah, sometimes people sometimes people hold hands in like a you know platonic. I body. just I just think that he's n- not like a. I just think that he would not think to compliment the girl when she wants like compliments. I just think that like he would not think to do that because he's no, just a little too him. He's gonna leave uh, roses by the stairs because surprises let her know she cares. He cares. Anyway, then Jean walks up. I was like, I love your outfit, Nora. She's like, get the fuck out of here, Jean. <laughs> Man, who the fuck are you? <laughs> who the fuck? Also, like, just one thing about, I guess, uh, Jean's redesign is that, like, 
I mean, it's, you know, it's it's slowly working towards a, a cool character design, but also, like, <laughs> you know, he finds the sash, he puts the sash on his belt, which, like, yeah, fair enough. But you did already do that by taking Pyrrha's armor and working it into your new weapon. Like, this is the uh -huh. same as that. <laughs> um, Jean's new hair is a little too deliberately cool. Jean's <laughs> new hair extremely feels like 15 year old who just learned he could just have a cool haircut if he wanted to which i get i guess is canonically what's going on there is 15 yeah. year old who's never thought no. about his hair before and then has just realized he could have cool hair if he wanted no because i believe everyone but ruby is 18 now I I believe that she was two years behind them. Oh yeah, she was two years younger than everyone else. Okay, I have no idea. Like so, how... at the beginning she was fifteen. Everyone else was seventeen. So I think by now it's been a year. I okay. Th I think she is sixteen. Everyone else is eighteen. Okay. I think that's true. Okay. Also, nobody's like, had uh, a birthday. That that realization can happen to particularly straight men at literally any time in their lives. So sometimes when not, they're not 40. just a fifteen thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what else? We should talk briefly about the Oscar scene, I guess. Uh, unless really, we had more, really have anything unless we I, have more, I didn't really, I didn't really get anything out of the Oscar scene. I thought it was, I thought it was just interesting to. This was definitely present in the last episode. It was, it was nice to because it's been a week. Have a reminder that, like, oh yes, um. The team might be uncomfortable hiding things because they literally just spent a season being pissed off at Ozpin for hiding things. Um, and so it was nice for them to draw that parallel because I'd just kind of forgotten about that parallel. Yeah. I mean, it didn't really register in the same way with me because, like, for me, the reason that, like, the reason that it's bad that Ozpin kept stuff from them was because there was such a huge power dynamic there. Whereas, General Ironwood is the general of the biggest army on the planet. So like, yeah, and it's like <laughs> they are legitimately planning to tell him. They just need the right. But time. they need to solve his depression fascism first. Yeah. <laughs> um, we had a question come in about this episode. Oh, did we? Oh, yes. Cool. Friend of the show, Mish, asks, "Why is Ruby's hair his new? Why is Ruby's new haircut so perfect? Because it's messier and shorter." Yeah, I mean, you know, the the answer, I guess, uh, that I would say is that Ruby's character designers have been killing it basically forever, so they're just continuing to do that. Ruby's new haircut is my least favorite of the new haircuts. I'm sorry. You should be. <laughs> so anyway, in in uh, following episodes of Newbie, will just be with me and Curly, um, and so we're, will new export yeah. audios. We're actively <laughs> looking for a we're actively looking for a third host. So if you think you fit the bill, please please email us. Mm -hmm. uh, you, we have a third host probably. By the way, uh, <laughs> I haven't talked to Curly about this, but uh, we might be able to. We might have a guest on next episode. Yeah, or two cool. episodes from now, something like that. Because yeah. yeah, we'll talk we, to you about scheduling. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this person might be difficult to schedule, so like we'll figure out what works for them, and then we'll figure out what works for us. So is this yeah. is this an on the podcast conversation? Like it's <laughs> no. Not. We no, can cut it. No, I just probably I, kept no, nothing has ever I been cut have, for this and podcast. it's fine. We'll just How keep dare moving. you? 
How dare you okay. imply that anything has ever been cut from this podcast? Nothing has ever been cut from this podcast. If we don't, if we uncircumcised didn't... podcast. <laughs> Bad. Next, next topic. I'm having a real problem this episode where I think a thing and can't stop myself from saying the thing. Jean off instruction. <laughs> you said that. <laughs> You I think said that, that might be. Is that a better episode title than the one we have, or a worse one? Uh yes. 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 Okay. Good to know. <laughs> good. Good talk, everybody. Um, we've got a couple good episode titles. I'm gonna have to actually listen to this one and decide what the best. No, because the last couple episodes, I have just kind of put music on it and sent it. Um, uh-huh. other than the thing you asked me to cut from the last episode, um. So, I might have to actually listen to this and decide the best episode title. It's John of Instruction, I think. I just hate it, is the problem. Okay. Is that I just hate the word John of Instruction. Since I sense us circling this drain somewhat, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mention the last point I have about the actual content of this episode, and then we can, okay, play, please we do. can play who's please do. We can play who's who be, which is, okay. uh, so... This this show is baiting me specifically with its like subtle narrative hints. So the the this this episode takes place in an abandoned dust mine, right? The, uh-huh. the Schneid Dust Company logo is all over the walls. Weiss sees them and is like, oh, I hate I hate this. And she calls back to the racism stuff that we mentioned. I forgot <laughs> this. She's like, I'm so sorry for all the things that my family did to you and your people. And Blake's like, well, you know, I, I guess I forgive you. And there's like a sort of, I can't remember who it's between, but it's to assuage this awkwardness. There's like a Spider-Verse level shoulder plant with the hand that is exactly as awkward as it is in that movie. Uh-huh. But, uh, but so all that happens. So like we, we've got to we've got to consider the like the very real fact that here they are like reclaiming a a, a, a dust mine, and we believe you know we believe that this uh, action is being backed by the the dust company, right? So that's mm-hmm. interesting. And then also that um, uh, also that like you know we're sort of reckoning with the the the, the negative history of what was a slaving company, right? Like the show uh-huh. hasn't really done much to address that yet so there's all that and that's you know i saw that and i was like oh cool maybe this will go in a direction that i you know end up kind of comfortable with and then and then the very next the very next thing that happens is that one of the aesop says well none of us can fit through this tiny hole so let's <laughs> let's send someone who is small enough to fit through preferably someone who can see in the dark immediately selecting blake for her physical properties to send her into danger in a mine <laughs> which is like <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> nice i wasn't even thinking about that i was just thinking about how one of the asobs awkwardly walks into the frame and just explains the racism to the audience real quick in case <laughs> yeah, you've forgotten yeah. what it was yeah. there's he literally just like he explains the racism and then he's like, but I'm not here to change the world. I'm just here to like kill this geist. Hey Blake, hop in that mine hole real quick for me, but yeah. <laughs> that's, so the, this... that's the fondest member of the Aesops who's doing that. Yes. Yeah. It's so just it's, okay. it's just really weird that he walks into the frame for to explain the racism for no reason after we just had a scene about the racism, so we presumably know what the racism is. 
So this is like where I'm at with this this exchange, which is that I wish Ruby had brought me to a place where I could trust that this was just extremely on the nose theming for the next few episodes, rather it, than something nobody even realized. Nobody thought about that. That they were just like nobody yeah, thought about that. Blake, Blake is getting Blake is getting selected based on you know extremely heavily coded by like child labor violation by racialized labor violation to go and do something dangerous in a mine like. In uh -huh. a bunch of other stuff, that would just be like, yeah, this is kind of on the nose. In this show, maybe nobody even noticed. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, new sword. New fucking sword. sword. I love <laughs> it. I love this show. <laughs> <sighs> so yeah, let's go to Who's Whoby. I legitimately got so ma angry at that moment that I just dropped it from my mind because <laughs> I, I legit had not even considered the... Um, the uh like choosing blake to go into the whole thing i think because both times i watched the show i was just like as soon as that happens i start talking to nora about how awkward it is that the guy just walks into frame to explain racism real quick yeah uh, yeah um so who do you got nora so on this episode of who's who be a dossier it ain't so there's a colon in between those uh, that's, that's sometimes uh, i like that it works we have Triffa. Trifa? Tr Triffa. Tr Triffa. Nickname. Triffa sounds better, I think. Can you drop a link in the chat so I can see this person? Nickname. So, well, I was going to hold yeah, off on that as I described yeah. the character. Okay. So okay. This is the yeah. point that we can't see the person. Um, nickname Sister Triffa. Characteristics race, faunus, gender, uh, emo like uh, if, if female emoji. Then it says female. Okay. Um, traits, hair color, blue, eye color, blue, per professional status, affiliation, white fang, personal status. I was going to say, I think I know who this person is. But okay. Incarcerated. Um, first appearance was in Alone Together. Um, you might remember her, uh, unfortunate for you, uh, was a white fang enforcer, first introduced in Alone Together. She's a spider faunus. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and the yeah. white yang white yang enforcer. <laughs> <laughs> a white fang enforcer. A less popular ship, but it's there. <laughs> uh enforcer working with Yuma Fennec and Corsic Albane. You remember all those characters? I remember Fennec. <laughs> uh-huh. She's an assassin. Uh she has blue eyes, medium length blue hair covering her right eye. She has pale skin and pronounced gray veins on her chest and arm. These lead to her gray hands where her spinnerets are located. You might remember her as the person who tied up Blake and or mm. Rilea in the conspiracy episodes I... of season five. Okay. I th it was the, uh, the the sister thing that gave me, gave like uh, gave it away for me because I remember yeah. mm -hmm. what, where do people call each other by like brother and sister? Oh, it's the white fang. Oh, it's this. Yeah. Um, we're this this segment will be influenced a great deal by the fact that um, I found the Faunus storyline in season five so profoundly boring that I stopped paying attention <laughs> during those scenes. Because not only is the fake racism bad, it's also boring. <laughs> so under powers and abilities, we are greeted with a screenshot of Blake all tied up in web, in case you needed that. Uh, Triva is a skilled Faunus working with Yuma as 
enforcer, tasked with covert missions. She's a skilled knife wielder, being able to stand toe-to-toe with Sun, only getting defeated because of Blake grabbing her from behind and knocking her out. Shriek Shack voice, can I get the extended scene of Trifa tying up Blake? I just really think things really good in that scene, and I really need the extended cut. Her faunus biology gives her spinnerets on the palms of her hands, which gives her the ability to shoot out webbing to trap her enemies. She used it to quickly immobilize Blake, but she managed to free herself quite quickly. Her name comes from a species of spiders. Her name is of Persian origin and means moonlight, bringing to mind light grays of the moon. Image gallery, no semblance listed, unfortunately. Sometimes I can't tell what's like people can do because they're a faunus and what people can do because they have a semblance because they live in the magic world with magic and <clears throat> shit. Yeah, yeah, that is. Uh, but that's it. It's not the magic world with magic and shit. No one can do magic. Everyone just has a weird semblance that lets them do. Uh, right, magic. that's not magic. Yeah, <laughs> it's not magic. It's a semblance. Right, of course. I forgot. Or magic just. is a different. I have um, I have linked in our in our chat. Uh, Trippa. Okay. Um, she does kind of look like a nobody from Kingdom Hearts. She does. She's pretty cute as far as. Girl, what spider goes? Mm-hmm. Um, she has like Kadage energy. Oh hell yeah, she does. Kadage, Kadage. From, gonna... do you want me to tell you or do you want to look it up? I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna see if I can remember this before it loads. <gasps> oh yeah, <laughs> this fucking guy. My favorite Final Fantasy character. God, Edmund Children's good. It's really good. It's like the F91 of Final <laughs> Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> You know what else is really good? Gundam F91. Gundam F91. He kills that guy with his brain. <laughs> um, I don't know if this means I really should or really, really shouldn't watch Gundam F91. No, you extremely should watch Gundam F91. It is the best. If you don't want to watch 50 episodes of 0079, it is the best way to get introduced to Gundam, I think. Let's see. But if you don't want to watch 50 episodes of 79, maybe 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 you don't want maybe, to watch Maybe maybe if you don't want to watch 50 episodes of 0079, Gundam is not the franchise for you. But yeah. if you want to watch F91 and then Unicorn and then like 12 or 15 episodes <laughs> of Victory, then yeah. That is a life choice that people in this house can make. And their their Gundam obsessed wives could never be mad at them for their bad Gundam watching order. I prefer post shard you see. It's Whatever. You haven't seen any Char you see! <laughs> yes, because I like the shows that are after that. You only like the shows that are after that because I've described the plot of Zeta and Double Zeta to you in extreme as detail. <laughs> as if anyone <laughs> Victory is thinking about Char Aznable yeah. or Casfall Daikun. <laughs> no one uh, in Victory Gundam is thinking about that because it's been seven thousand years since the <laughs> one year before. I think I know. I think I know maybe five or more people who would physically fight you for saying that. Yes, <laughs> but the only one I know of lives across an ocean. <laughs> to those anyway. who disagree with me, I would say, "Come kill me." <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, imagine anyway. talking about the show that this podcast is about. I'm always yeah. talking about Gundam, even when I'm not talking about Gundam. Um, uh, wait, was that the end of the segment? We just sort of like read the the wiki page for Trevor, or was there like? Yeah, I was just wanted okay, to remind cool. you of a character and like okay. bring her back into focus because uh, Ruby won't. Yeah, 
It's true. Ruby will leave that character by the side of the road. Okay, I said this jokingly, but actually, Shriek Shack voice, can I get the extended <laughs> version of the scene? <laughs> I'm looking at it now, and Shriek Shack voice, can I get an extended version of this scene, please? Yeah, I'm sure if you look for a Steam filmmaker, you'll figure out. Oh, wow, yeah, that's, <laughs> but... uh, that's, pretty, that's pretty excessive. I had not looked at that yet. Yep, that's excessive. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wow, it's got like every I'm, frame from this scene. Uh-huh. Yeah. There was one in case you just need to just like really just zoom in on um Blake getting tied up. Also, son's ass in one shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to get a better look at like the character. The the character does not have eight limbs, which is a big credit to her. I like spidery characters that don't have eight limbs. This is why I stand Briska. Um, I haven't and read. I have not read Homestuck in six years. So if I'm a bad person for standing Briska, don't tell me. <laughs> By the way, you're wrong. Briska's great. Um, my favorite indie game is Risk of Rain. <sighs> Go, Curly! <laughs> That aged me. That aged me. <laughs> the fucking time fall just fucking... <laughs> oh, update Risk of time fall. <laughs> um, I can't wait to, six months from now, play Death Stranding and get, like, half the jokes on this podcast. Same, but I will be playing it six months from now because that's when Nora will finish Death Stranding. I'm like two days away from finishing. I'm just making a joke about how that game's really long. You've been playing a lot of it though, so I'm sure you're. I'm sure you'll get there soon. The the problem, like there are people talk about how a game will waste your time. Uh huh. This had me sit down in a room with an on-screen three-minute timer and told me look around at stuff. <laughs> I just kind of zoom in on stuff. Get some likes. I I would be mad about that, except that uh, my favorite game is Wind Waker, and I got mad when they remade that game such that it wasted less of your time. <laughs> so, anyway, more Ruby thoughts about Ruby this episode. No, but that is that is the bad part of of Wind Waker, though. That's the bad part. The, the the thing is that um, finding the Triforce in GameCube Wind Waker is good, and when the sailing sequences are longer, and I think the Wii U version undercut I, my favorite part no, of Wind Waker. I love not only having to sail long distances, but also having to grind up money yeah, so yeah. that I can pay, first pay to get the map translated, but then I th you have to pay twice, right, to get the maps to the Triforce pieces? I think so. Yeah, it seems you have to pay like, Tingle two times. The thing is that, like, I don't get me wrong, like, sailing is awesome. That's the best part of Wind Waker. But the worst part of Wind Waker is where the amount that you have to pay to decode the treasure maps goes at a square. Like, that's, it just takes, just takes the longest time. It takes so long. The, you, have to, my... you have to grind rupees. No, I don't ever want to do that, ever, <laughs> in a video game. <laughs> my least favorite part is actually, like, when I have found the Triforce and I'm just circling it for like 10 minutes trying to find the exact spot that they want me to lay down anchor and... See, that's, that's the bit I like. <laughs> <laughs> I like anyway, video games. I love those like grinding rupees. Yeah, exactly. This is the second time today I've done discourse about a game from 2001, so... What was the first one? 
Uh, I was getting in an argument about Luigi's Mansion Unlocked. Oh, okay. Um, I can't imagine anyone having heated opinions about Luigi's Mansion. It seems like such a such a Pepto Bismol game. <laughs> it's like just just no heat. Just a. It's just there. It's got a vaguely sweet taste. If you want that, it's so good. I love Luigi's Luigi's, Luigi's Mansion. Is... I love Pepto. <laughs> <laughs> I love no. Pepto Bismol. Luigi's Mansion 3 is, like, almost about things, you know? Someone who made that game is pretty angry about capitalism, but the other, like, 600 people who make it don't really get what that is about. I want to play Luigi's Mansion 3, which I was surprised at, because I did not like Luigi's Mansion 2 at all. Um, but Luigi's game, Mansion but has, 3 sounds good. Yeah, it has Luigi, you know? He's a friend. Yeah, also, I did listen to Totally Reprised today, and they explain... Uh, uh, Explained in a great a great deal of detail about uh, Luigi <clears throat> squatting down and squirting goo out of his backpack and like it was visceral. A lot. Would you call <laughs> it visceral? A... I would call it visceral. <laughs> visceral game games, creators of Dead Space. <laughs> Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Dead Space remake. Um, they should make another Dead Space game. Those games are great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they should Somewhere. make another Dead Space game and just call it Dead Space. <laughs> yeah. The Dead Space. The Dead, the space. dead space. The Dead Space. They dead. should call it Dead Spaces. Dead, dead Space. Get... Dead Space, comma, the. <laughs> um, dead Time. Curly, where could people find you online? <laughs> You can find me online at twitter.com slash curl underscore e underscore brace. And on that Twitter page, you can find a pinned tweet, which has my big, long YouTube video on it that you should watch. And also, also, I'm going to remember myself this time. Uh, I regularly do a podcast on that I tweet about on that Twitter called uh, Hand to Hand, Heart to Heart, which posts to the Abnormal Mapping website, which is about how fighting games are really cool and even cooler if you don't want to play them seriously, because, you know, that's for losers. I also have a podcast on the Abnormal Mapping Network called And Then an Aeroplane, um, where we watch uh, Studio Ghibli movies. Uh, Next week, uh, we are going to be recording an episode about Only Yesterday, our second Takahata film that we'll be watching. I gotta watch that. I gotta watch that, too. Oh, we gotta watch that, then. Oh, shit. I gotta... I'm going to be, I'm also going to uh, record Great Gundam Project tomorrow, an abnormal podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to record it as if the other two people <laughs> simply talk to myself about G Gundam and, and Pat Labor. And then you will do impressions of them. Uh, <laughs> everybody wants to hear my Jackson impression. Everybody wants to hear that. Um, yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, please do not. <laughs> I would prefer it if you did not. Um, I also do, uh, the other main thing I do is uh, export audio, which you're listening to, so I don't have to plug it. But you could plug it at exportaud.io so people can go to the Patreon and yes. support the show. And you don't get that much of a material you benefit right really now. You don't get much of anything because Titans isn't back yet. And because our lives are a mess, and every time we've tried to come up with uh, Patreon awards, it hasn't really worked out for us because we, but you should just get the reward of giving us your fucking money. Yes. That's a reward, is giving me your fucking money. 
I found it pretty rewarding, so I can heartily wow. recommend giving your money to the Export Audio Patreon and expecting nothing in return. Yes. Expect nothing ever in life, honestly. <laughs> Expect the unexpected. Nora, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at NeitherNora and at Zoetics. That's Zoetix, if you prefer. Poetics spelled with an X at the front. Medium.com slash at Nora F. Blake is my games writing that I'm doing. I might write more about Death Stranding. I don't know. I'm in a weird place where like, I feel like it doesn't deserve the effort, but also the writer in me is saying everything deserves the effort of criticism. So, mm-hmm. shrug. It's, I guess the one good, good, thoughtful thing Death Stranding has done is made me think about why I write about things. You have written Death Stranding poetry, which was extremely good, I must say. Yeah, Medium did algorithmically determine that it was poetry and tagged it as such. So I'm not going to argue with the algorithm. Who are you to argue with the algorithm? Who are any of us? Uh, I also do have a Medium page full of poetry. Intentional poetry. uh, (laughs) At medium.com slash at Zoe Mars, X-O-E-M-A-R-S. That would be a good title for your first collection, Intentional Poetry. I guess, yeah. Well, my first collection is Errata Volume 1. Oh, yeah. Which you can find at itch.io slash dragonflower-press, I think. No. Dragonflower-press.itch.io. The problem with having eight Twitter accounts and four Itch.io accounts is that you can't really keep them track. I have six Twitter accounts and two Itch.io's. Okay. Forgive me. This all sounds very normal to me. (laughs) I'm a complex and prismatic individual. You are. We love you. I'm kaleidoscopically gendered, and I'm here to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we're ending the podcast. No. Um, any other podcasts? We just put out an episode of Halcyon Station, which is the second to last episode that we have recorded. Uh, another one will be out next week or the week after. Um... We're going to be recording uh, the Export Audio Holiday Special very soon. Yes. Which we will not be revealing on the podcast. It will go up on midnight of December 25th. It will go up. It will be there Christmas morning for you to unwrap. Unless you don't live in Central Time. Unless Midnight Central Time is not... don't need to worry about midnight. It's just going to be Christmas morning. Mm -hmm. It will be there Christmas morning. So we will post it Christmas Eve, late at night, where no one is looking. Um... There will be a link in the description that you will need to click before you listen. That is the only clue. Yes. About what it is. Yes. Maybe we cut that. I don't know. No, I love oh, our okay. I love our cryptic podcast. There's like people are probably already figuring out. I don't think people will figure this out. Ruby, er, Curly, do you have <laughs> any guesses as what our uh, Christmas podcast is going if to be? If anyone wants to. Sorry, I'm interrupting you. <laughs> I mean, was I meant to be? Was I meant to be? Was I meant to be following that? Because I, I no, it's fine. <laughs> I'm. We're totally spinning out of control. I was just. <laughs> yeah. Um. Ninety minute podcast, baby. Ninety minute podcast. I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna hit stop on this year recording. Okay, Keep it's play cool. me out. Keep it Rubio. Wait, you shit. Do Rubio. <laughs> okay, right. That is our sign off now. Okay, cool. <laughs> At what point? Because I feel like we we did the joke. Uh huh. We repeated the joke. It was funny. I think we just hit the. We've done the joke enough that it's not funny now. So now we do have to keep doing it until yeah. it's funny. Yeah, again. No. I, uh-huh. yeah. Like just We're one at- more time, and it comes back around. 
Okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, we will see you here next week. Curly, so I had to mute you so that I couldn't oh, hear two of you. Yeah, okay. One of you is trying enough. <laughs> did did the mic pick that up? Did the mic pick up the horrible crimes that were just committed against my my person? <laughs> Wait. <clears throat> um, I'm gonna hit record in Audacity. Say you were in the Black Lodge. I'm in the Black Lodge with Dale Cooper. You know, I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, it was mostly a joke for me. Okay. I'm not going to take that from you. Okay. Don't look at this tab. Okay. I, Curly, yep. I have segment one planned um, that I am. Okay. It's not a secret, but I have decided to keep it secret ish from Nora Blake. Uh, so I'll just. I'm gonna spring that all on on both of you yeah. when uh that's fine, I guess. <laughs> I mean you it's know. very minor. We could it could either be like five minutes if we want or like thirty-five. Just depending on how we feel. I mean you know knowing goes. knowing this podcast, like <laughs> it's gonna be more like one of those than it is the other. But that's cool, that's fine. Um This episode was good. I liked this episode. This episode w fucking owned. Okay, it's not it's not the best episode of Ruby ever by any stretch, but I, I had a very good time watching this episode. As third episodes of the new season go, I think it's a pretty good one. But let's let's talk exactly. about this on the show. Yes, everyone knows the the best Ruby episode of all time is the one where uh, Corbin has the the bees. Sorry, what? When Corbin has... <laughs> Who's Corbin? You don't remember Corbin? No. The bully from season one? Oh, yeah. No, John's his name bully. is Corbin. The, the absolute boy, Corbin. I thought his name is was it... Cardinal. <laughs> is his... No, his team is Cardinal. Yeah, his team is Cardinal. What's... Is his name not Corbin? I don't know. I thought his name was Cardin. Not his name. Cardin. It's Cardin. But, but remember like, when Corbin okay had Corbin. the bees? Yeah. <laughs> Corbin is a cool name because you know he's going to be the prime minister soon. That's going to be fun. I once punched a guy in the face whose name was Corbin, and now he's thank a you so much. Yeah, now <laughs> um, I was like six, and that that hand, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> 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 I do so notice that you have 17 tabs that just say Ruby on them. Yeah, it's fine. It's for, a, it's for a segment. Did I mean, see? that that's good. That implies that the segment is actually about the show that the podcast is about, which you know, yes, yes, it is Ruby related. Did you content. steal my segment? I was going to start this year. I mean, this this episode. You were okay. We're gonna clap, and I'm gonna intro the podcast, yeah, should, and then I'm gonna ask you what your idea for segment one was. I, it wasn't for segment one; it was just a segment to like add structure oh, to the podcast. Yes, okay. Because like I added the Funko check to Cow Hour, right? 
to like make sure that we were like had an A B C like yeah had a, had a, yeah okay do we want to clap at the top of the minute sure that's fine okay <clears throat> the top of the minute is so far I really underestimated all right we did it good job everyone so hello. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was just going to go. No, please do.